Canuck Central in the Kintec studio. It's Dan Richo, Satyar Shah. This is hour two of the program. If you missed the opening hour of the show, we discussed how Patrick Alvin has done as GM of the Canucks, now into his second offseason, and through the big dates of the big second off season. Are you seeing progress? Where would you grade what Alvin has done so far? You can go back and listen to that. On your favorite podcatcher, subscribe, leave a review. We do appreciate it. And uh, the numbers have been really promising in the last week or so. So I want to thank all of our listeners uh, for joining us during the draft season and, of course, through free agency as well. But it is a Wednesday, so you know what happens on Wednesdays. It's time for Overrated or Underrated. Overrated or underrated, you know how it works. You give us topics, and we tell you if they are overrated, underrated, or on the off chance, perfectly rated. We bring in producer Josh Elliott-Wolf. Hello. Uh, We will start with this one from Jesse. Anthony Beauvillier in the top six. Overrated or underrated? I would say, I mean, underrated. He performed pretty well in that role last year. I'd say overrated. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is he's not quite like he he does a lot of things well and he's speedy. And I think he's a better fit in the top six than, you know, obviously Garland and some other yeah. guys on this team. But he's not aggressive enough on the four check. He's not good enough defensively. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really score quite enough. You know, like he's a nice player. I like him. But I think he's he's a, he's, he's he'd be good to be on your third line. So the league uh, has started to sort of uh, devalue the middle six winger a little bit. That, that, that's that what does, I would say. That that's good, but like not great. Yes. At any one thing. But again, he's a better fit. Yes. And he makes less money than Garland playing those spots because he can do those things they want in the top six better. Mm-hmm. But the notion that he's a top six forward overrated. So in his time with the Canucks, thirty-three games, he had nine goals, eleven assists, twenty points, yeah. which was the same production exact same production he had with the new york islanders but in 49 games so after the trade he was much more productive obviously played in a bigger role played about a little over a minute more on average per game Mm -hmm. when he came over to the canucks and you know he had a little bit of success on the power play but it was sort of the fit that he had with Elias petterson and andre kuzmenko that saw him have a boost in production from his early days with the Canucks. Once Rick Tockett came in, he started to change things around a little bit and question some of the things that Beauvillier was doing. I needed to be more more north-south, less east-west. So they they were definitely wanting to, to work a little bit more with Beauvillier on some of the things that he was doing and how he was performing. But you know, the, from a production standpoint, he was more than fine in 33 games with the Canucks. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The question to me, the upside with him would be, can he claim the bumper spot where he, where he scored three goals from? Yeah. And he didn't stay there, though. He wasn't consistent enough to stay there. If you're looking to be optimistic about Bavillier, it's if he claims the bumper spot on the power play and gets the shot off from that spot a lot, well, it's going to give him some more production on the season. Having a like middle six winger that's around 40-ish points, great. But, like, I need you to give me something more than that, right? 
Like, what are you giving me? Are you giving me a bunch of goals? Are you uh, a great four checker? Are you a great defensive player while giving me those 40 points? Yes. You know, unless if you're just a 40 point guy that's a little bit nondescript, then those are the types of players that the league has started to really devalue over the last couple of years. Keyshawn, lineup projections in July. Overrated or underrated? Man, underrated. Who doesn't want to stack up where Connor Garland's going to play? Yeah. In October. I, I think I think it's um overrated generally. <laughs> because like number one, the, the roster can look different between now and when yes. we get to the to the regular season. And all this stuff about best laid plans. Things sound great. You put it in, into thought in, in thought and in theory and you can yeah. look at it academically like, man. This is how this guy plays. This is how that guy plays. You look at the styles. This should fit. This should work this way. You know, whatever. And then yep. you get get the guys on ice, and it's like, yeah, they don't work together. Yeah. So it's like, you know. There was one that was so obvious to everybody that actually worked as a home run. It was Chris Tanev and Quinn Hughes together. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, everybody put that we together. We spent the whole offseason being like, it's going to be Quinn Hughes and Chris Tanev. And it was, was like, obvious. It was Quinn Hughes and Chris Tanev, and they were great together. Yeah. <laughs> Like, on defense, we don't know who's going to play with Quinn. We don't know who's yeah. going to play with Hironic, so it's all up in the air. And I'd say, honestly, guys, like, the top six, like, I think Kuzmenko, Pedersen, yeah. and I think Miller, Besser. And the top, I think those, that's a duos. Yeah. Everything else, I think, is very much in flux. Well, remember last year, like, Boudreaux was talking about it from, like, any time we spoke to him in the offseason, from the first days of training camp, this is what I want my top nine to be, these are my line combos. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, last, what, one game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck. All right, next one, hockey gal, prospect camps, overrated or underrated? Oh, I mean, in terms of learning something, overrated. Yeah. You know, I mean, a couple of years ago, it was a few years ago, Hoaglander was the biggest star. I mean, you know, he's done fine, right? And then there were guys like Carson Folkt who dominated and everything, and it's like, okay. It, at the end of the day, it's just a development camp, and it's more for these players to get a feel for the city that they've been drafted to. You know, in the case of who's been the one standout at Dev Camp, uh, that's an invite, Christian Fitzgerald's. You know, for him, I guess it, it might be part and parcel for the Canucks to get a head start at maybe wooing him to become a Vancouver Canuck when he becomes a college free agent. So, you know, there, there's different tools to development camp. I'm not going to say that it's uh, overrated to the point that it does not matter, but. You know, I'm not taking any sweeping. I'm not going to make any sweeping declarations out of anything that I see tonight at the uh, at the scrimmage. All right, next one, Brandon Noah Hannafin, overrated or underrated? Uh, I think overrated generally. Um, but he he's a good top four defenseman. I'm just not giving up the farm to go and get him. Hannafin was kind of weird. Like when early on after he got traded to Calgary, he did not really do all that well you know his underlying numbers were really poor and then last year well the first year with Daryl Sutter he had a monster season yeah like he was really good kind of showed his potential finally yeah and he finally he seemed like he finally realized it his age 25 season but when you have more like mediocre seasons than you do your big year I'm gonna question how real your big year was and if you're going to be able to give that big year to me if I'm going out and spending the farm for you as a player in trade. I think he's a good second pair defenseman. He might get paired, paid as a top pair defenseman and that's where I yeah, kind of have issues. High overall draft pick so yeah, big reputation. All those things. Rick, the return of wearing white jerseys at home. 
Overrated or underrated? Is this a thing? Did I miss this? Did they no, like, I think okay. it's just like the so, idea of it. I feel like Rick wants this to happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I actually like um, home wearing dark because I think the home fans see the coolest jersey. Usually a yes. dark jersey are the coolest jerseys. But because we've been doing it for so long now, I'd say underrated just for this change. I've been, I've, been, I've been very resistant to this for many years. Yeah. But hey, you get used to something and I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the change. I don't mind seeing whites at home. Uh, I think it's... It's overrated. I want to see the home team's best jersey, and usually it is the uh, the color jersey, the yeah. away jersey, <laughs> as it used to be when I was growing up. There are, like, certain whites, white jerseys that I really do enjoy. Detroit? Uh, yeah, Detroit's is, is very crisp. Even the, the Canucks skate jersey, I prefer it in white than black. Yeah, I, you know, I don't prefer the black, but I do get what you're saying. The white skate jersey looks nice. Like, I think yeah. the Canucks current jersey, like, it's it's... I don't think the white is anywhere close to yeah. Blue one's better. Way better. It's not even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. But the white skate jersey, I think, man, it pops. I wish uh, for one, one, at least one game they would bring that back instead of the black skate jersey. They should go full NBA, though, and just have colors against each other. Like, if the Canucks are playing the Red Wings, Red Wings should be able to wear their Yeah, I agree with that. You see that in soccer, too, where it's like, you yeah. know, sometimes they'll just wear the homes because it'll match up. I mean, what, is it really hard? I guess, you know, for some it can be difficult uh, to, to distribute between the colors, but distinguish between the colors. But for most, I think, you know, if a blue team is playing a red team, you should be able to figure it out. What are leads to more mistakes, which means more fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, Canucks are already good at making mistakes, so it's okay. <laughs> basketball Phil, calling someone up from the minors after one month and one decent start. Overrated or underrated? Is this an Alec Manoa take from Basketball Phil? I'd assume so. Yeah. So Manoa's playing tomorrow. He's pitching. He's playing against the Dodgers, getting the start. Tigers. Sorry, yes. Dodgers <laughs> would be Thankfully a really for Manoa, start. it's not the Dodgers. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Tigers is what I meant to say. I, I mean, I don't know. It feels too soon. We'll find out tomorrow. I get it. He struck out 10 guys at double A. And, he got know. the double A. I mean, he was getting touched up in, what was it, the, the Florida yeah. Complex, league. complex league, whatever it was. He looks like essentially he... guys like Josh going and th- you know yes. swinging. Come on, <laughs> I'm I'm worried, man, because let's say he gets blown up tomorrow, yeah, by a bad Dodgers team. Or, like, why did I say Dodgers again? By a bad Tigers team. The Dodgers are not bad. By the way. No, they're not. How much does that knock his confidence? Whatever. Don't be a coward. Go out there and yeah. pitch. But I mean, <laughs> if he goes out there and dominates, yeah, <laughs> pressure. Pressures and tires. <laughs> and also, it means. <laughs> Pressures and tries. That was the great Manoa take, wasn't it? And then you, think, you think he feels differently about pressure now? The Mariners Alec? broke him. Yeah, they did. Well, also, like, the, the, the pitch clock. You know, he's not he's not in good enough shape to work quick. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, at least, you know. He if didn't look like he slimmed down in his time through the minors. No, and but he, I don't know how much you can really do in two months. Yeah, no. Well, honestly, no, I think you can, man. Like, yeah. I think that's an excuse. Like, I think he's never going to be a guy who needs to be thin. And we, we, we talked about this before, like guys like CeCe Sabathia, who kind of needed to have, you know, but he was, he was athletic. He was big, but he was super athletic. He was anyways. athletic, right? And same with Manoa. But it's like you hit a threshold. Yeah. You can't be so heavy that you're, like, out of breath. Yeah. And that's kind of the issue here. Um. You know, he. <laughs> there's a lot I would say, but it's uh, it's a dangerous one. It's overrated basketball, Phil. Definitely overrated. This one, I believe, from Rager. Overrated, underrated. NBA Summer League. I mean, all the stuff's overrated. 
I wouldn't mind going to a 10 NBA Summer League. But it's fun. Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's overrated in terms of learning anything. Yeah. Like, you see guys dominate Summer League that never amount to anything yeah. in, in the NBA, right? Like, So it's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's, yeah. But. It's like, does anybody care about Winter League ball and <laughs> the no. Arizona Fall League? But you know what? If I'm in Vegas yeah. and I'm hanging out and like, hey, there's a uh, NBA Summer League game going out. I'm in. I'm in. AC, go watch the basketball. Yeah. So I, I don't know all the details, but the NBA is doing that like in-season tournament next year, and they're playing the Final Four in Las Vegas. Yeah, in December. Yeah. I, it should be fun. It's a brilliant idea to spice up the regular season. My my question is, how do you get players? And I know they get. I think there's like a cash bonus for them. Yeah. But how do you get players totally invested in it? You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And look, it's always going to play second fiddle, but European soccer teams do this with their domestic cups. Yeah. Right. And it sometimes gives other teams, other than the true title contenders, something to play for. So it can be it can be interesting, but. Might be a little bit different in in a North American sport just because we quite clearly know who the best teams are versus, you know, some of the teams that are rebuilding. Yeah. (laughs) And, And like, they're still not going to have a chance to even, like, go on some kind of Cinderella run through a tournament. And it's different than soccer because, like, teams aren't deep enough to be like, you know what, we're going to have our B squad go and play in the FA Cup or go and play in, like, you know, the Caribou Cup or whatever it is. Yeah. So... Uh, Duncan thinks uh, Vegas is getting an NBA franchise before Vancouver. Yeah, Probably I, I right, Duncan. That's a safe bet. Very safe bet. You're getting Joey Chestnut <laughs> odds on that. <laughs> All right, next. Next one's from Dan Riccio. Wes Anderson movies. Overrated or underrated? So overrated. Oh, my goodness. Can't say I've ever watched one. You never watched Moonrise Kingdom? Nope. Um, I watched Asteroid City last night. And it was went to cheap night at the movies. Oh yeah, nice. that one. It did seem interesting. Great cast. So like you know his the, like the reputation of his, of what Wes Anderson does. Yeah, is yeah. Like, Through the roof, and the the cast had like everybody. There's like Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Steve Carell's in it. Brian Cranston, Ed Norton. It, it was just a, a wild, wild cast. Was it very colorful? It was extremely colorful. <laughs> it was very strange. There's like a lot of really dry, sarcastic humor, but the story, I just like, I fell asleep. I was, I'm, I'm, I was done. I was bored. You and fell I, asleep. I did the same thing at the Grand Budapest Hotel. Everybody is just like, you got to get into Wes Anderson movies. Like, why? I can't do it. What am I? What am I seeing that you're not? I just. Everybody's acting weird. They're all like robot-y and weird and stuff. It's just no, this isn't for me. And every movie's kind of the same. You know what it is like you. People talk about it like there's such an art to Wes Anderson movies that you feel stupid watching and not getting it. Do you just like this movie because it's like really unique? You know, or like unique doesn't mean good. Do you like, think pe- they do don't you- equal the thing? Like they don't have the equal value. Do you think people just pretend to like it because it's like the cool thing to do and be like, you know, like it's so arty and it's like, yes. hey, I get it. You guys don't get. I get. It. I want to be part of the cool club that gets these movies and you guys don't get them. They're the people that go to an art show and they're like looking at something. They have no idea what it means. Like ooh, like I, it looks like infinite wisdom to me <laughs> and that's what people at wes anderson movies do you know they're just like this was great like why what was so great about I, it I think they can never tell you what was so great about it i think it's the details and stuff like that. i think i haven't really got too much into because i don't really care to be honest yeah but i know a lot of people that, that make the point they're like it's the details and what it represents and the references and everything so if you pay attention it's like 
like I'm not trying to study the movie. I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> you know, it's unique. <laughs> Dan Riccio's golf game is unique. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next it's not one. good. That was a good one. That's that was unique, a good one. Very unique. I deserve that for all the chirps I've given you. Competitive eating, overrated or underrated? Uh, underrated. It's not an easy thing to do. It, it, there's a there's a science to what Joey Chestnut oh, yeah. does. I mean, the amount of food they consume, like it's not easy, bro. Yeah. Here I, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I can go and eat. What did he I got a big appetite. We yeah. we discussed this yesterday, but I already I already forgot. Sixty four hot dogs or something. Sixty two. His 62. record is seventy four. I believe. Seventy four. Wow. Couldn't even beat his PB, hey? Yeah, he's slacking. Slacking. See, I have a big appetite. You guys know I eat a lot. Yeah. And, like, I can't even get close to what these guys are eating. I like, mean, I don't know. Obviously, you change as you age. I used to be able to smash a full large pizza, no problem. It's like, what, 10 slices? Yeah. I can't keep, do that anymore. I keep waiting for the Joey Chestnut fall off. Yeah. And it hasn't happened. Like, is there a age where it is how old do you think he is without looking it up how old do you think he is i have it right 43 is that uh 41 he's 39 wow and he's won 16 times 16 it's uh still in his prime i guess <laughs> when does the yeah when does the competitive eater's prime end i don't know I mean, your metabolism does slow down as you get older. So yeah. I would imagine as you get older, it gets harder and harder. So the fact yeah. that he's dominating into his late 30s. He is the most dominant athlete in, uh, in the history of the world, Joey Chestnut. I, I've I've had three Big Macs in one sitting. Three, that's it? Yeah. Huh. That's the most I could have ever done. You've done more? I'm ashamed to say yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do tell. I did four once. Okay. This is back in the like Big Mac value days. Big Mac value days, and I Man, was those very are the hungry. best. You get a Big Mac for like a buck fifty. Yeah, now I didn't oh. eat them within like fifteen minutes. Like I got four, and I think it took me an hour. To, like you know, I ate one, and, like had another took one. A break. Yeah, and then like next thing, I was, but I had four within an hour. I got four because I was super hungry, and I'm like, I totally overdid it. But I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I ate all four. I think I'm, I could crush four right now. You think you could? Yeah, I'm not going to right now, but I, I, I think if I put my mind to it, I could do four. I remember I once had 12 of the cheeseburgers. They had, like, the cheeseburgers for 50 cents each. Now that would run you, like, 30 bucks. Now it would be, yeah. This was, like, they they had specials back then when I was in high school. This is, like, you know, um, late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, before you guys were born, you know, Elon and Josh. And, like, they had, like, like 10-cent burger days at McDonald's. They would, like, I'm not kidding, like, 50-cent burgers, like, 20-cent or whatever it was. Yeah. But they would put limits. You can't only get, like, whatever after a while. But we'd go and get, like, 15 cheeseburgers. (laughs) And, like, yeah. I I once sat and watched a friend hit for the cycle at Wendy's. So a single, double, triple, and they have a Grand Slam burger that's not on the menu, which is four patties. That's that's very aggressive. Do you start with the four, <laughs> or do you do you start with the one? I think I would you would start, start with, the, with four. the four. You would yeah. have to, and, and yeah, because like you get two full after. But because the thing with McDonald's is, I mean, the patties are not they're huge. Very, they're paper thin. Yeah, they're thin. It's not as big as you think. Yeah. Like so, if yeah. you ask for slightly less sauce, for instance, you could probably do it because it doesn't get as like. Take whatever. out the middle bun in the Big Mac or something, or like yeah. ask for it. Well, like, then some, it's not a Big Mac. Yeah, then it's not. But <laughs> but like the Wendy's patties are like big. So yeah. those four is like decent patties. Yeah, big. It's more know. like the quarter pounder patty. Yeah, it's like a. All right. Dom, fireworks, <laughs> overrated or underrated? Fireworks, uh, underrated. Like I, I don't know. 
Could they no, be overrated? overrated? Yes, they can be overrated. Yeah, they're loud. They're, they're loud, obnoxious. Scare dogs? Yes. They, so I mean, they're terrifying. You're, you're not dogs. a festival of lights guy? I mean, I don't mind the festival of lights. I've, I mean, here, here's the thing that I've grown up here. You know how many festival of lights I've watched? Yeah. You know how many times I've gone? They're all the same. I've seen so many of them. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's my old fa- hat at this point. My favorite is the reaction after every firework. It's like, oh, <gasps> wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then getting out of the city is always a train wreck. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a big fireworks guy. I like fireworks. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like fire, fireworks, firecrackers, and stuff like that. It's just, and if you have dogs, yeah, it like it ruins the. I dislike dogs. when people use them for being stupid. Yeah, it's fine <laughs> yeah. when it's like a show. Yes, that's fine. Jason Pierre-Paul, you guys remember that? Oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> rough, rough, definitely rough, definitely. See, that's why. Good I'm, point, Elon. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to mess around with firecrackers. All right, Mm-mm. Jason. Over 30 degrees and humid summer days. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Unless you have a swimming pool. No, underrated. Swimming pool. I'm never going to complain about the heat. No, man. It's ridiculous. When Even thir- as I'm like sweating in my no, apartment man. without air uh-uh. conditioning. I'll take the cold, man. You can Wait, bundle you up in the cold. Underrated or? Underrated. Uh, no, Come it's on. not. I, I love the heat. I'll take the cold, man. The I cold, you take, can bundle no. up in the cold. It's fine. I will take the heat over the winter any day of the week. Mm-hmm. No, I'll, I'll t- you Especially know what? the rainy winters. I'll, like, I'll take oh. the rain, man. I'll take the rain. I'll take the cold okay. rain. You're sounding like me right you're yeah. taking a week of eight degrees and rainy over like the beautiful sunny weather we've had. When recently. it's plus thirty, yes. Unless I have a swimming pool, like if I'm you, not. If you can't even go outside because it's that hot, yeah, then it's overrated. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not built for the super hot weather. <laughs> Mid twenties, though, that's fine. I'm so into it. I can, I can go high twenties. Yeah, I like the high twenties. I mean, you know, like find 30s, me catching that know? UV out there all the time. No, man. Right, Elon? Yeah, yeah, I love the hot weather. I'm taking, the, I'm taking the heat all day, every day, no matter what. I'm just sitting in your home and overheat. <laughs> now it's a point. You can't Go even outside. get Macy. No, outside's worse. At least like, I even stay today, home. it's supposed to be like 29. It's you, gorgeous you know outside. What I, you go in the shade. There's like a nice breeze and everything. When it's 30 degrees out, yeah. I'm staying home in AC. <laughs> like, I'm not going out. What do you do when it's cold out? You stay home. Like, what's the difference? Okay. Like, you're staying home. It's too to hot. To each their own. I'm going golfing. Too damn hot. Yeah, well, stay I mean, at home away from the golf course so that there's less people for me to wait behind. But we go golfing at, it, at ungodly hours in the morning when it's still cooler. So yeah, it's not bad. I wouldn't want to go right now. Uh, one more before we go. Austin and Langley having summers off. Overrated or underrated? Oh, Sad. underrated. <laughs> Sad. I'm going to be gone. <laughs> no, I'll be here for like, it's funny. So today I, so I'm, I'm working, I think, a, a total of like 14 days now. Yeah. yeah. From, from after Thursday, I work 14 days and I'm off pretty much until September. And I asked, I was supposed to work 15. And I asked for another day today with Cam, and he wasn't very happy, but. <laughs> another day? <laughs> One more. Because you, like, the reason is because you work all the Canucks. Here, yeah, right? I work I, all. I, I do a decent amount as well. Yeah. And even I, like, I think I'm working at least a good 25 days this summer. Summer, yeah. No, I know. But I, I don't take time off, time off. I take a day off here and there. I use, like, you know. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I save my vacation time for summer. So I'll take, like, five, six weeks off. Sat's got it down to a science. I just like take the summers off. I don't know if I could take that much time away from work. Like I know I could, but like, what do you do with all that extra time? But see, here, here's here's how I, I start do it, to get Dan. restless. Like I need something to like. Dan, it's all about how you how you sprinkle it in. So I take. So I'm going to be off from Friday through next week. Okay. Then I come back for like a week. Yeah. Then I'm off for two weeks. Yeah. 
Then I come back for four days, and then I'm off for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it all at once. Yeah, that's if how you're you do gone it. for four or five weeks, then it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah so I if, forget you exist. Yeah, and, if, and I come back after a couple of weeks, do a few days, and you're like, all right. There's only know? so many like seasons of football manager I could I can get through in all that time. Yeah, no, I have, I'm, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna be, well, be outdoors. It's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I will be. You know what? Like I, I do. I I love summer, and I like taking the time off. Yeah, but I'm already itching for fall. And the start of the hockey season. Yeah. Like, nothing is more fun than being in the grind of the hockey season, especially if the team's actually good. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's busy. It's a lot going on. But, like, that's where the fun is. Especially if the team can win some games. Yes. <laughs> that's the dream. Dare to dream, guys. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. It's uh, Dan Richo, Sad T.R. Shaw. You are listening to Canuck Central.